Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have a very, very, very special <laughs> guest today, my daughter, Christina Lodzik. Of course, she's also a wife and a mother. She's a friend, an aunt, a teacher, and most of all, she's the daughter of our Most High God, and she's very passionate about fulfilling God's plans for her life while homeschooling her son and daughter and leading a local homeschool group that meets weekly. So welcome to Shape by Faith, Christina. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. All right. So we've been talking about this for a while, about having you on and talking about the homeschool experience and what God is doing in your life and in your family. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. for the listeners to hear what you have to say today. Did you ever imagine or ever think that you would be homeschooling your children? No, it's really laughable because before God called me to homeschool my kids, I had said at least three times definitively in prior months that I would never homeschool my kids, not me, not ever, never, especially not my son. Um, He is challenging as all children and boys can be. And I just thought there's no way I could do it. Never. Well, isn't it funny how God's plans look somewhat different than our own plans? I mean, really, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Proverbs 16, 9 says that a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And and then, of course, Proverbs 19, 21 says that a person might have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of God's purpose succeed in the end. And so I realized that when I say I'm not going to do something. God's probably got another plan. So I'm just not saying that anymore. Like I'm not saying that. Ever That's again. wisdom. That's wisdom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just don't say I'm not going to do that or I'll never do that. Right. So how did you used to view people who homeschooled their children? You know, I remember as a kid, some homeschoolers attending our, our church. And I remember thinking they were kind of weirdos, um, misfits. They didn't they were unsocialized is, is what I think I thought. And, you know, I think this idea has been implanted into our heads on purpose. Um, what's really weird about parents taking time to spend time with their children? It's really not weird at all. It's mm-hmm. God's design. Um, and we have to remember that all of these things seem so important in life. Everything that's keeping us from spending time with our kids, but nothing satisfies us other than the Lord and his original design is for us to be the ones raising our kids. Absolutely. So, so give us your background um, growing up, your relationship with God and and share anything you want about your family. Well, I was raised as a Bible believing Christian in your home. And I think I was around seven or eight years old when yes. you were saved. Um, mm-hmm. And it, when you became saved, you were on fire for God. And there was like a passion about it that I noticed and my siblings noticed. And so from an early age, I was taught to trust in the Lord with all my heart. You always are saying Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. And I have that ingrained in me because of how I was taught. So that that was a 
you know, very important early on. Um, you read the word to us at bedtime instead of regular stories. We read the Bible. I'm, I have the copy of the Bible that we marked up and we would put the date when we would finish reading each book. Um, we sang praises to the Lord in our car. And you were really vigilant about the content that I was exposed to. Um, and now that I'm a parent, I realize why. Um, and as a family, we experienced heartache and hardship, but you had faith in the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and faith really does change things. So while I was young, I learned to rely on God's might and not my own. Um, and from personal experience, I witnessed that Jesus Christ is bigger than abandonment, rejection, divorce, um, split families, um, losing your income and property, uh, per personal failures and, and disappointment. And as a child, it was easier to see God's hand at work in those difficult times. I mean, I'll never forget the time that we were waiting for lunch money to be available for the next school day. And, and, and a bill, you know, I don't remember if it was a 10 or a 20, but flew up against the car. It was a 20. And, and, a 20, <laughs> and, and God provided that. And, and, and it was amazing. And, and as a kid, but once I transitioned to a teenager and a young adult, new types of hardships arose. Mm -hmm. And my own sin drove a wedge in my relationship with God. But looking back now and having gleaned a little bit of wisdom, I can see that God was with me through everything, including every poor decision I ever made. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, okay. So before you decided to homeschool, because we know you decided to do that. You were a teacher at a Montessori private school. So looking back at that, how was God preparing you for this time in your life? Well, I, I never really felt equipped to teach children. I'd say that I was one of those people that didn't feel that I personally related to kids. I wasn't like ooing and awing over kids, um, but I was I was wrong in that opinion of myself. Um, I think I just assigned that role to other people in my life and in my family and didn't think that it fit me. Um, but I was asked to fill a teaching position at a school that my son had attended for just a few months um, before I was asked. We had just returned from Belgium. He was in between preschool and kindergarten age. And I knew I couldn't send him to a, a, a local public school because he's a bit challenging. And I, and I wanted to have some, a, a place where he could be and be independent and also not be in trouble all the time. Um, I didn't have a teaching degree and I never had once considered the profession. Never, mm -hmm. never. Um, but after praying about it, I was in tears because I could not believe that God was calling me to teach. I, I never saw it coming. Isn't that awesome? I, Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think part of the part of the tears was like is clarity. I've been asking God to to give me something. And, and as a stay at home mom at the time, because we'd moved so often, I had already left my job years prior. I felt like I didn't have a place. I felt like I didn't have an identity. And I had been praying for clarity on what was next. And and little did I know that all of this was leading up to where I am now. But it was it was upsetting, but it was also relieving all at the same time. But those three years of teaching, I had an upper elementary class at this Montessori school were the, some of the best of my life. I, I truly developed relationships on a very personal level with these kids. Mm -hmm. I wanted to help them to become the best version of themselves. And I wanted to see them succeed. 
And I wanted to teach them to recognize their God-given gifts. I absolutely loved it. It was tough and filled with late nights and little income to go with it. Very challenging at times, but it was incredible to have the opportunity to impact their lives. And I could see that the what I was teaching them and the values and virtues I was instilling in them could have a ripple effect on them. And that it, it could affect their their peers and their relationships and their choices. And so I took my responsibility of teaching them very seriously. Um, I'm a type A personality, as you know. Yes. And um, and so it because of that experience. I got a few years getting my feet wet in the idea of teaching, and I originally thought it would be an impossible task of educating children, and I don't know that I would have felt as confident enough to begin homeschooling once the Lord called me to it, but then there's God. Mm -hmm. He knew the personalities of my children and of me, and He planned it all for His glory. I, I must say that a person does not need to have teaching experience to teach and educate children, just like I didn't need any to teach my students at the school, you had to have a degree, but not an education uh, degree. So, but teaching is a, is a gift given by God. So parents are called to be the teachers of their children and, and not to discount the hard earned degrees of public school teachers who work tirelessly as public servants, but a diploma doesn't amount to much without the gift of teaching. And so that is something that the Lord gives and provides to parents, whether or not you think you have it or not. I never knew I had it, really didn't. Well, but God did, didn't he? And he drew it out of you. I mean, he always has a plan and his plans will always prevail. And so as Mm -hmm. we keep our eyes focused on him and don't say, I'll never do that, right? (laughs) Right, never, don't say it. (laughs) Don't don't even, don't even think it. Just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, whatever you're calling (laughs) me to do, I'll do it. That's right. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, you're going to hear more from Christina Logic and her experience with homeschooling on Shape by Faith. So everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I love having inspirational guests on my show, and I just so happen to have my own daughter, Christina Logic, (laughs) on the show today, and she homeschools her children. She has a beautiful family, and she told us about her family in the first segment, and uh, now we're going to hear from her on, you know, why people should homeschool. Is that your dog, Christina? Yes. You hear hear a lady back there. Hey, lady. She's our golden doodle. (laughs) Yes. She is a yes. mess. We have dogs Beautiful and chickens dogs. and cows in the pasture cows, behind us. <laughs> bugs and yes. All yes. right. So when did you realize God was calling you to homeschool your own children? Well, it was in July of 2019. God laid it real heavy on my heart that I needed to homeschool. And honestly, at first it felt devastating. Um, as I mentioned before, I'd verbalized several times that I could not homeschool my own children. Um, and I had, uh, was planning a new school year with, uh, students at a school as a, in a teaching position. And so once I realized this, I said yes to God. And cause I knew from previous experience that I had better just agree to what he was calling <laughs> me to do, cause he'll do it one way or another. And so I notified the school of this revelation. I thoroughly prepared my classroom and materials for the teacher who was going to be taking my place. And I stepped out in a giant leap of faith. Um, yeah. You did. I mean, just all of a sudden, 
But, you know, yes. it's awesome that you helped prepare the teacher that was taking your place. So you were very mindful of that because when God calls us to do something, he calls us to do it with excellence. And that yes. is even leaving a place to make sure everything is taken care of. And you did that. How did your family yes. react? Your husband, your children? <laughs> Well, my husband had a business trip planned to Michigan, so we decided to make a family vacation out of it. This was all happening at the exact same time. Um, so we packed up the car and we're headed to Michigan. And on the way, we decided to give the news to our kids that we'd be homeschooling. My kid, our kids reacted very dramatically. Uh, they were so upset. They were sobbing, you know, the kind where you're worried they're not breathing. Yes. Um, so we pulled the car over because we wanted to let them like get out and stretch and because they're confined in their car seats, you know, and seatbelts. So uh, actually a nice lady pulled over thinking that someone was injured or deceased because we were consoling them outside the car. Oh. And, uh, and and I told her, I said, no, we just let them know we're homeschooling them this school year. And she started laughing hysterically. And she said, oh, no worries. My friend does that. My sister does that. It'll be great. And then she, I said, well, thank you for checking on us. And that was like a sign from the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. like it's going to be okay. And I know that we have to make a lot of decisions that our kids don't like. Um, that That's and. and that's just how it goes. And so I knew I had to be obedient to the Lord and that everything else would, would come along, you know, and some extended family was very supportive. You were very supportive um, and other family members. And then others probably thought we were crazy, you know, because why would you do that at this time? COVID hadn't started. Mm -hmm. And uh, why would we do this? Um, but it, we just took that giant leap of faith. My husband was very supportive. Um, mm -hmm. He at first was really concerned about the kids' socialization, how it would affect them. It didn't take him long to see the benefits of this whole thing. So it's it's been all right. Absolutely. I, he's handled it beautifully. Your children have handled it beautifully. And, and I myself have seen a change in all of you, which is, I mean, you, you were always wonderful, but even more <laughs> so now. So I want you to explain uh, why you believe people are being called to homeschool their own children. Well, I think it's God's original design for child rearing, um, which whatever's impressed upon them and how the children are taught and what they're absorbing and the time they're spent and with whom and where um, it, it's all biblical that it is in the in the hands of the children you know deuteronomy 11 18 through 21 talks about how we're supposed to constantly be talking about the lord when we uh, walk on the way when we lie down when we rise up in our house we're supposed to put it on our doorpost of our house and our gates and talk about it with our children and um you know proverbs 22 uh training up a child in the way he should go so that when he's old he won't depart from it and then hebrews 12 um has some awesome stuff about how we're supposed to raise our children, how we're supposed to train our children and how it can be very difficult but that these things build character and they're for our own good. And there's always, you know, going to be sacrifice involved, but the Lord rewards that. So um, I'm thinking about if we sit here and kind of add up the amount of time kids spend at school, if we consider how much time your children spend with you, versus at school, you can begin to grasp what is probably leaving its mark on your kid. We all know that kids are sponges and they absorb what's around them. And if a child is spending seven or more waking hours at school for five days a week, and then you include like the amount of time it takes to prepare, 
to get to school, to leave school, and then you have appointments and extracurricular activities and the school assigned homework that your kid needs to complete. Um, who or what is getting the most time during these fleeting years that we That's have good. to prepare? Yeah, because we want our children to be prepared to live for Christ in this world. And we only have so much time with them. Um and so that's, that's my big thing is the amount of time spent and what ideas are being presented to them. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of parents uh, have been recently, it's been in the news and depending on who you subscribe, what news you subscribe to, um, the Bible is my favorite news, but many parents have been up in arms over new revelations of, of ideas being taught to kids. Um, it, you know, this, we've heard these acronyms brought up, uh, but what it, what it boils down to is there is some, there are some agendas, some hidden agendas that are, that, that actually teachers, many teachers are very upset about. And I've spoken with many of them. They don't want to push these ideas in their school, but it's, it's being forced into the curriculum. And it's sort of been like a slow progression. But I believe that as we approach the culmination of, many years of psychological warfare, which is what happens uh, in, in societies, um, that these ideas that are being forced on the kids aren't really ones that we ourselves as parents would choose for them. Absolutely. If, if we were designing what they're going to learn, we want them to learn how to do math and balance checkbooks and manage their finances and understand how to calculate, you know, math on the factory line. So they know, they know how to make the right decisions and percentages and fractions. And we want them to learn about, um, you know, how to write and how to read and about history. History is so important, but, but the history also comes with a point of view. And so we have, if we ourselves as parents start to dissect what's being taught to our kids, and that's very time consuming, we begin to see these things and we're wondering, wait a second, it may not be the way you were taught as a kid. It also may not be something that you agree with, and it could be very flawed. So parents kind of started to realize that over COVID as kids were doing virtual learning, they're seeing these things and they're wondering what in the world is going on here. And, And we have to wonder, you know, do parents or the church, you know, the body of Christ, do we stand a chance of undoing dangerous ideas being oppressed upon our children if they're spending less time with us? Um, than the system that could be indoctrinating them. You know, recent uh, polls show that only 4% of Generation Z, which are those born between the years 1999 and 2015, actually have a biblical worldview. That's a very low percentage, and it's very concerning. So, well, it it is time. It's time to take, take back our family, to take back our children, and like you said, it's God's design for us to teach. Although when you were in school, I'm not sure if I could have challenged you enough, Christina. Right. <laughs> you would have been teaching me. You would have said, Mom, no, I'm just I'm just all kidding aside. I think that COVID, as bad as it is, and, and I'm not dismissing it or, or no. trying to lighten it, it was a blessing in disguise for many parents that that kind of awakened them, woke them up. And, mm-hmm. and let them see and realize what their children were actually learning in school. So I think with that respect, it, it helped parents. And, yes, you know, w- we want to encourage you out there, 
you know, you have a great purpose in life to lead your children to Christ and and to give them truth and honor. And and God will help you do this, even if you don't think you can. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment, but you Mm -hmm. can do it because with God, you can do all things. So we're going to take a real um, quick break again. We'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. So everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Christina Lodzik is on the phone with me. She's my daughter. I love her. She homeschools. Um, She's amazing. So are all the other parents out there. But Christina, I I would like you to address a parent who says they work full time and they cannot afford to homeschool. What would you say to them? Well, (sighs) There are sacrifices to every decision in life, and we know that every decision has a a sacrifice. Um, We made a significant financial sacrifice when I began staying home with the children. I actually gave up a six-figure income to stay home and parent my children um, and be with them full-time. It seemed impossible at the time, um, but if there's a will, there's a way. So I feel like our culture is, especially American culture, is very materialistic. Um, It has taught us that both parents should be working with a dual income in order to achieve uh, a high enough income, a desired income to pay for all the stuff that we honestly rarely have the time to even enjoy. Parents work and work and work some more and we shuffle the kids to this appointment and that activity and we buy and buy more things. And I, I think what we're attempting to do is fill a void that things just cannot satisfy. Mm-hmm. And, and we're all we're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. We grind ourselves into the ground. Americans are known for doing that. We lack connection. We lack contentment. We lack rest. But peace and joy and rest are found in the Lord. That's right. And he provides the and you know, the challenging times build character. So I would say if they're if you are even considering it, just do it. The Lord will provide. There will be sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know people that, you know, have uh, one of the parents works a night shift and they the kids might not do school until dad goes to work at night and they spend time with him when he's awake during the day. And you can suit your own schedule. There are people, parents that work full time um, from home and they're able to oversee their children doing schoolwork, but they find they pick programs that work in that environment. There are so many different homeschooling styles and types and curriculums out there to meet every single family situation. So it's possible. Well, and, you know, if someone's listening and they're like, okay, but I don't know Anything about that, you're going to tell them that towards the end of the program on how they can find out more information and mm-hmm. and maybe even about a support group because people want to know that they need to know that. I'm sure that could be quite frightening, like, okay, I, but I don't know how to do this. Um, but with yep. the Lord, He will help you and guide you. So, so how is the Word of God weaved into the lessons that you teach? Well, one of the most important parts of our day is reading the Bible together as a family. And we've tried um, several uh, devotionals and and things of that sort, but um, really all you need is the Bible. Um, So also God is the author and finisher of all things. He's the most brilliant mathematician, scientist, linguist, composer, and artist that ever was or ever will be. And so all since all things were made by him and my children are taught that 
Um, he's central to the curriculum or the conversation involving the curriculum we choose. Um, so he, it's God is a big part of it because he's our creator. He's the creator of all things. And so he is part of everything. It doesn't have to be all biblical stories, but God is a part of our daily conversation, just like Deuteronomy um, you know, 11 talks about. It's, it's just part of our day. That's good. He's and you know, God's book, his Bible has everything in it that we need. It teaches mm-hmm. us everything we need to know. And we need to know it ourselves. And I think as you homeschool your child, you also grow and mature as an adult in the ways yes. of the Lord. You can't help but do that. Um, Absolutely. Let's talk about support groups. Do you have a support group? And, and how do people go about that with homeschooling? Well, First of all, Jesus Christ is our ultimate support, and, and the Bible has to be the bedrock of your homeschool. But it it helps Im- immensely to have a group of like-minded families mm-hmm. that are homeschooling. And so we actually meet with weekly um, with a group of local homeschool families. And there are many groups in this uh, Owensboro area and surrounding uh, cities and counties. Um, it, it, the numbers are growing so much, um, but every homeschooling family needs to find a community or another homeschooling family uh, to compare notes with, to have support. And, you know, maybe someone that's a veteran or someone that's at the same stage you are, or someone that you can actually help once you've begun. Um, there's many social media groups um, on Facebook and other you know, social media outlets that where you can find um, events going on. United Christian Homeschools of Owensboro um, has a tiny annual fee, but it allows you to be a part of the group who meets monthly and they have field trips and play dates and activities for the older kids. It, it really helps as they get older, especially um, to have the support system because you mentioned before, how could I meet the curriculum needs of my older child? There are resources. There is a way. It is not impossible. It is very doable. Um, but it helps to have people that you can connect with to, to make that, to give you the confidence you need. All right. Our, our time is up, Christina. You know, we could talk and talk and we will talk right. after the program. But <laughs> I want to thank you so much for sharing your heart, for sharing your homeschool experience. And, you know, I, I am just so proud of you. And I'm just so thankful that you are following God's path and his plan for your life as you raise up your children in the ways of the Lord. So thanks for being a guest. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you for listening, everyone. Have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.